This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard and alongside with me as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Hey, good day everybody. All right, it is Wednesday, March 2. The rain is pouring down. We are getting absolutely drenched, but we are blessed with a ray of sunshine in the form of our resident <laughs> Bulldogs fan, my colleague, Neil Desmond. Hello. Hello, Matt. Um, Mitch, that was, that was really nice of fun guard there. Didn't that was like weird. I don't, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know how I like it. I don't know if I like it at all. It just came, it just came to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll Neil, take it. We're, hardly, was, we're really hardly colleagues, though. I haven't seen your work, like, ever. So I Yeah, know. I know. But, I mean... I don't know if you know, there's this thing called the coronavirus and it's actually stopped people from going to work for like the last sounds like, years. Sounds like an excuse, mate. Just sounds okay. like Cowards. Yeah, that is true. You are in the office right now. But um, yes, of course, for those who don't know, Neil is uh, one of the producers on Channel 9's rugby league coverage. So um, yeah. Any complaints, yeah, give you his them. Facebook, his Instagram. Yeah. Everything. I've got his number. If you're, yeah. if you're a pet. And actually, that's a new perk of the Patreon subscription service. If you go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies and sign up, I will give you Neil Desmond's personal phone number and you can call him and tell him what you <laughs> anytime, hate about Anytime you disagree with anything they put on channel. Anytime. If they, anytime. If they want to call me, they'll cop a serve from me and my personal thoughts, not the network. So, And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I won't hold back. I'm, I'm okay with that, man. So yeah. go ahead. But all jokes aside, uh, page.com forward slash number of rookies. We've got a week until the season starts, depends a week until the college rank up starts, the world's best tipping comp. Um, we've had a massive influx of patrons in the last few days since we started doing these preview podcasts, and we can't thank you enough for that. Hopefully, they keep flowing in. Um, but again, access to our Discord server, which has just exploded with new members today as well. Uh, priority at question time. Uh, merchandise, new merchandise coming as well, all that jazz. But most importantly, the college rank up, Mitchell Wish, the winner will get grand final tickets and also. A Dave Taylor custom bobblehead with the jersey of their choice. Yeah, so people pointed out it doesn't look exactly like Dave Taylor. They don't make fat bobbleheads, okay? <laughs> like yeah, they, that's not our fault. It's it looks like it, it's thin. There's no fat bobbleheads. That would defeat the they should though, the Mitch. Come on, they, they should. should. There's plenty of they fat blokes. There is. Well, I didn't craft it my handcraft it myself, Neil. Unfortunately, uh, maybe this year that's what I'll, I'll whittle Mate, one myself. Surely you've had time. Coronavirus. Yeah. Didn't you said, hear from yeah. Hang, on, well, yeah. hang on, Neil. Five minutes ago, you didn't know what coronavirus was. So, yeah, yeah I'll stop no. whittling over the next next yeah. year and I'll make one. And a quick thank you to uh, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, and anonymous backer. Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I'm sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Ron Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneider, Pilt, Scorse, Seymour Butts, Stephen Higgy, Schwarzy, Ty, TV, not so many trades, Paul Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support. To everyone in the lower tiers and everyone just listens. Thank you as well. Mitchell, the second of the month is always the day where some people's payments randomly cancel. So yeah. if you're a regular patron wondering why your name didn't get read out, it's because. You will just pay twice and they won't miss the second. Yeah, they just always randomly disappear on the second <laughs> and reappear on the third. So I don't know why. But uh, yeah, all right. The Canterbury Bulldogs, Neil, the only way is up. Unless you miss, you think they're just going to stay the same. What they finish last year? Last, the spoon, but mate, you know, right, you know this. Cool, yeah, sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm, I, I haven't actually, I mean, I haven't been asked to come back to any podcast since this corresponding podcast last season. Well, and we usually only have people over. on for final series and like when their team does something good 
and yeah. things like that. I mean, yeah. Well, we bring well, you on and insult the Bulldogs after like 10 rounds. Hey, mate, <laughs> hey Neil. Come, come on. Hey, Neil, Neil. Here's some breaking news for you. You fucking suck. Like, we're ha- we're happy to do that. <laughs> Just room for improvement. That's all there is. Hey, no, yeah. I think I don't remember. I didn't look. I didn't listen to it back because that'd be lame. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, yeah, maybe the year after next we'll be cool. And then we're here. All of a sudden we're here. Like all the recruits have finally got here. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I, I I'm struggling to really really get top eight optimism. I think I think they'll be good. I think they'll be. Some definitely some signs of improvement, but I just don't know if it's all going to click straight away. Um, and I mean, I don't believe in trial form. I heard our mate Nick Kemp's in trial form shit form. I just, yeah. hey, you want to you want to talk about broadcast shit? I don't think we need to be watching trials to be honest. I'm telling oh, you, mate, hey, good, get good, him off the back. air, get him off TV. No, hey, 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 <laughs> let's not let's not throw daggers. But I just think, look, let's not read the articles and you know care about what we watch because some boys play for thirty seconds and come back off the field yeah. like you just don't know what to judge. So. But um, I think there's still an issue there in the number seven jersey. Our saviour, our great white herb, Matt Burton, who's Larry Bird of this generation now. I don't. I think he will be sweet. I'm I'm looking forward to good things from him, but he can't do it by himself, unfortunately. So we got to find something in that seven jersey. Yeah. And I think it's um, got to be Flano. I don't know. I think I know we've tried him, and and he lacks a lot of things. But I reckon I think he's, he's an actual halfback. There's, you can't really build these guys out of sand. So hopefully. Uh, whilst he is technically a halfback, you are correct. I just like, I can't, I, I don't dislike anyone and I don't like to criticize players. Clubs. I'm not, I'm just some fucking bum on the street, but like, uh, that guy, as well. that's very no, true, it's, mate. Not, it's nothing to do <laughs> with that. Bitch. It's just like, yeah. he doesn't, I'm in the work. Okay. I went, to, oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> um, and like, the, Kyle Flanning was placed in a, like, possibly the best possible position to succeed outside of maybe playing 5-8 for the Storm when he was playing halfback in that Roosters team. And he didn't really do that well. And if you can't succeed in that Roosters team, I know he was still, what, 19 when that happened. But, I mean, if you're not if you're not kicking down doors in that Roosters team, I don't know how that's going to suddenly, two years later, you're going to be doing bits for a Bulldogs team with half the talent. It's, it's not that you can't leave a good club and succeed elsewhere. Because people always do that stuff garbage. How people leave the Roosters of the Storm aren't good. That's a lie. Heaps of good players have left and been good elsewhere. But it's very rare they let a young player go to any of those clubs and they go on to be good. Like, they've seen the tape. They've been there every day of the week with them. If the Roosters let go of Coughlin again or the Storm with Brody Croft, like, the next person is going to get left holding that bag, most likely. And I think the yeah, tough thing true. for the, the dogs is, like, I like Avarillo as well. It just feels like an awkward fit putting him at seven. And like obviously mm. Burton is the dude. Burton is the laziest pick for it, but he's gonna be the signing of the season by some distance, I feel like. Like just such a good he's player. just got the most, I guess, raw talent as well as yeah. actually honed in skills and probably the highest ceiling of almost any player in the comp. Like he could be anything now. I think Matt Burton's awesome. And I think your best case scenario, and he's not the same sort of player. But your best case scenario is that he's the Jamie Soward in the sixth jersey. But he's a, obviously a different player. But what I mean by that is he's the dominant playmaker. Everything's going through him. And your seven is your Ben Hornby type who just has to kind of yeah. do a little bit. Not much, just a little. And maybe Kyle Flanagan could do that. Which is what I think. Have someone steer you forwards, get your kicks in. Jake, I really, I love. I love the kid from George's Hall, the local boy. But I just don't think he's seven. And I mean, look, Jerome Hughes wasn't a seven. They turned him into one, but... That's, you know, I love the Bulldogs, you know, um, but they're not the Melbourne Storm. They don't have Bellamy and, and those guys and, and the players around them to turn 
a ball runner into a great seven. I mean, hey, I hope I could be proved wrong, but I think all the talk is that Barron's, Barrett's going to start Jake with with Birdo. If, um, yeah. And he wants to back that horse, which is great if it works and they commit to it. I don't care which way Barrett goes. Just stick to it. Last year, you know, Wakem was in the mix, Lachlan Lewis. I mean, I'm glad he's moved on to better things. Um, but, you know, they just kept chopping and changing. At least now, at least you, got, you settled six. And they just need to find someone and make it work. And I hopefully... Gus is a man that kind of goes, hey, let's just let's just settle things down and and you know go one direction for a, a decent period of time. Um, yeah, I agree with that completely. Like, regardless of who you pick, you can't be just sitting there chopping and changing every three weeks because no team has ever succeeded by blindly chopping and like we've seen the Broncos do the, it. The same constantly. person back in as well. It was like they rotated the same four or five yeah. guys through yeah. two jerseys, and it's like, guys, there's not like one week. It's not bingo. This is the one we 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 switched them this week and that it all worked. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, and that was just going to show that obviously they weren't happy with with anyone in that spot because really, Cole at the time wasn't performing. I really, really, really hope that that he finds his game and maybe someone like Burton at six will help Kyle just focus on one mm-hmm. thing. Like these last year, they were so unclear on their roles and and everyone was I guess trying too hard. Hopefully, you know, but it all depends. I mean, these days it's left and right side of the ruck anyway. So there's no real linking of first and second receiver. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in attack. Um, Barrett's, you know, meant to be all about that. So, you know, um, I know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that guys like Adokar and even Naden, you know, the energy they bring. So what I saw of these blokes this year when they came in, you know, that's, they're just, Naden's MAD. He's a man as a cut snake. Josh just brings this great enthusiasm and energy everywhere he goes. So hopefully that sparks something in the side because, to be honest, on and off the field last year, the boys just looked like they they kind of had had nothing when it came to you know footy or just life outside of it. I think that was just pretty pretty grim. Yeah, they played a bit tougher in the prize, the Dean Pay years, than they played last year. Uh, but yeah, you've already had yeah. this, like round one last year. I think you have two guys in the starting lineup that will remain, or three. It's like you'll have Avarillo. There's not many. Yeah, yeah you'll Jeremy have Marshall King. Oh, he no, he wasn't. In, he was injured round one last year. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, round one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, so you have um like Jell Jackson and then probably yeah. Jack Hadrian start and Corey Woodell probably on the bench. But like yeah. most of that team from round one is gone already. It's I a think, lot yeah. of change in one year. Huge, and that's the thing. There's a lot of change last year and even more yeah. this year. And yes, we could see it coming. We knew there's some big signings coming like Fox and Berto. But you know, when it comes down to it, it's going to be hard to adjust and get things right early. My favourite Bulldogs moment from last year with that was when they had Jake Averillo six, Cole Flanagan seven for 10 games. It didn't work. And then later in the season, they just flipped the numbers around with the two of them for one game. <laughs> Change it up. Let's, let's go Averillo seven. Uh, yeah. Flanagan like six. Hey, it's not they, like when I mean, Tony Williams wants more than they, other seven jerseys. That is true. Yeah. So um, strange things have happened, Bunga. Well, they, they lost the switcheroo game 66 nil nil. So it's fair to say it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and we also had a lot of signings over the offseason, and we all kept thinking about the signings. I think a lot of people, and I'm not one of those people, a lot of people were underwhelmed when they actually saw the 17 together. They were like, oh, there's not as many, like, there's still holes in that team. I was like, yeah, because you can't sign a whole new roster in one year. No. You can't, like, you can't bring in but, 17 I mean, players. There's a little bit of money ball to it, you know, like guys like Dufty was kind of, you know, he was unwanted. Vaughn, you'd get for nothing. You know, Pangai was was bouncing around. So, you know, they're, they're decent names there who 
had success and you, and then, yeah, you look at the cap and you've got to be okay, you know? Then Neil went to the Channel 9 school of Moneyball. So if you sign anyone, <laughs> it's Moneyball. Okay, just want to clarify that. Well, I mean, put, hang on. Paul Vaughn is definitely signed for below money, market race. There's so that money might... and there's a ball. Hmm. Hang on. Paul no, but actually, don't, I think, don't, 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 don't clip me Hang for on. that. That's, I'm not, I'm basically, not, I wanted Nathan. No. Nathan wasn't Vaughan, like Paul he was no. banging down the door for a new crunt, new contract. I, I agree with a couple. Like, of them. I just try to stay off a little. That's all. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I don't. I, but Paul right. Vaughan is definitely a moneyball signing in the sense that he signed mm. for way under what he would get if it weren't for yeah. external factors. Exactly. And Dufty wasn't. It's not like they wanted him at Dragons. There was a lot of guys who were essentially being shown the door and for better or for worse dogs have picked up a few of those likes um but you know mm-hmm. naden showed potential you know he's and gus has got a relationship with him from what panthers 20s captain back in the day he yeah. was the leader of all those likes who've gone and kicked on and won a premiership with, with i panthers. still so I, I still think there's definitely there. a first grader in brett naden for sure i think definitely I, think, I still think he's good um I, I like the Vaughan mm-hmm. signing because it's not on much money i don't particularly like the dufty signing and it's also it stops one year Stops Corey Allen from playing fullback, which I don't like. But um, other I think than it that, stops a few people. You could almost, you know, you could argue that I've realized you could pretty much chuck any of you. You yeah. probably you have like six fullbacks on your roster, but yeah, doesn't Alec like, Carr want to crack at fullback too? I think you yeah, that well, Kotrick did last year too. They all did. Everyone, they all, everyone wants to play fullback. Everyone big yeah, fullback money. <laughs> um, but yeah. forward back, look, it's just like you have the two most insane men in the world as two of your forwards. That so trial that scared me. That's <laughs> Yeah, he there just was, punched some guy like six times. There no was a reason. few people who didn't understand it was only trials, and there was about seven journalists and Tavita Pangai. Those are the people who didn't understand that it was just trial matches. Because yeah. what the fuck? I love Pangai. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Just what are maybe, you doing? he's had he's had that he's had that the junkies game for a long, long time, and yes. I think Brisbane in a way got fed up with it. And look, hopefully, I think it's got to be someone like us who just sits him down and says, "Mate, this is this is it for you. You need to show that you can actually contribute to this team." And my criticism of, of Tavita in that he's always had the talent, but really he's never cared about the blokes next next to him. He's always no, played in a way for himself, and you know, and that's been in people I've spoken to that they've said the same thing about him. He's he's gone out there, he'd get a contract, play some good footy, but won't pick his mate up off the ground. And you know, I think he's got to realise that if you're off the field for ten minutes, mate, the boys are going to suffer. Like I'm a I'm a massive fan of Pangai's talent. Everyone knows they listen to this podcast. Yeah. And what you said there is 100 percent accurate. And it's like last year he got that over the prior off season. Like Broncos tried to terminate his contract, and then no other club wanted him. He thought there was going to be a queue of clubs out there yeah. for him, and there wasn't any. And then he spoke about owing the club, whatever, whatever. And then he knuckled down for like the first like six or seven weeks and wasn't a dickhead and played really well. Yeah. But that was like his limit. It was like he can't do. He couldn't do it the whole year. He played well enough for six to seven weeks. He thought, "I've you know, I paid my dues," and then already he was hitting them up for an upgrade. And it's like, dude, yeah, you come on, man. Like you can't be asked for an upgrade after what happened in the off season. That was it. It's like, yeah, get out. Like, okay, off you go. You can get your upgrade. Definitely get out. But and like you said, he's got all the talent in the world, and he's that guy who he can. With there's been games there. Would honestly, he's almost won it on his own for for the Broncos. Like. When he beat you guys, what we thought was a spoon bowl in 2020, Pangai <laughs> monstered the Bulldogs, right? On yeah. his own, you know? There's a game when yeah. he monstered the Roosters when it was like Stag's debut. He was amazing. He, he played he really well. Was. He played really, really well in that game you played against Penrith last year as well. That's when yeah, he nearly he beat them. He was really good in um, Mate, he, the Cowboys yeah. around two, two years ago. Yeah. Well, I was about to say that one. We still run we still run hits from that game where he's gone after Tamalolo. And yeah. he... Prove that he can go after the biggest and baddest dudes. Yeah. Say, so can guys like Jack, Jack everything. He gets him in just 
by yeah. caution. Remember that Good Friday game where he ran in, missed the shoulder charge, and I said, oh, I see you, bro. That'll do. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit worried what was going to happen. Att- attempted murder. It's a crime. Yeah. But it's like, it's it. like Pangai, though. It's like, it's like he's got these two switches of aggression, and you don't know which one's going to come out. It's, it's, there's two options. Either he uses yeah. it you know, in the right way, supposed to. Like he goes out there and puts the intent in his runs and his carries and mm-hmm. plays aggressive. Or he goes out there to hurt someone. It's a real little tip over the edge that he goes out there to fucking do something stupid. And like yeah, that, the, the Royce Hunt thing was like, that's just, it's just stupid. It's like, just stupid. And it'd be a killer because you sign a guy because he can change the game and, and do all those things. But you just know that it just, the tipping point's oh, not dude. too far. Yeah. And, and there's obviously, the there's, there's going to be games this year when he wins you games just by yeah, being definitely. really good. But they, they will be, they will be punctuated by things like what he did on Sunday. Dude, when he has loading now too, he's loading out his ass. Like he does anything wrong, he misses time. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. He's got to, to realise that. And yeah, so, that could yeah. be something that Barrett needs to manage. Maybe is he a bench role? Is he someone that comes in and out? You know, yeah, at least yeah. for the at least for the start of the season. And then if, maybe he plays plays in like your 40 minutes and in an impact type role. I don't know. I would feel a lot better about this team if the seven and nine situation wasn't so yeah. dire. I think that is what, and I know that's obviously very easy to say. Oh, they should just go sign a really good halfback, and they've obviously signed <laughs> yeah. a really good, and they've obviously signed a really good hooker for next year. But it's like, mm. if they had Marnie this year and like a top ten halfback, I'd be, I'd, I'd probably say they could make the eight. But I just think I reckon that, you could get away with not even a top ten halfback. Burden could be yeah. a top five, six. That's so a good point. You, you need so a like Adam Clune, mate. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, a, a veteran type guy like a Blake Green was down at the Storm yeah. or a Jeff Robson at the Sharks. You know, guys like mm-hmm. that who can just chip away for you. Like that's they're the type of guys that Burden needs. He needs a, an old head to kick them out of trouble because it's been funny and stuff in the past. Hit the he's, someone he's just keep them hit, dead and yeah. Hit the Chris Sandow button. Just hit it. Oh, where is he? But, is he up oh, in Mergen? What's he doing? He's probably, probably just in Sherborg living his best life. Sure. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna um, have weeks. You're gonna have weeks. So right, when the good footy, you'll have a game there this year where like Hetherington, Hangar, yeah. and Thompson <laughs> all turn up with the right aggression on the right day. Yeah, and you'll kill someone. You'll just murder some team you're not supposed to. And everyone. Well, go, that oh, used to be the dogs. Do you remember that the Dean Pay year where we all yeah. started becoming the giant killers? Everyone wants to make the finals. Oh, not dogs mm. with their fight and their grit. They held on. I don't know. I'm getting. I'm maybe I'm getting old and sour, boys. But I think yeah. an inspired dog's important. You know, when you're proud of a loss, come on, boys. We. I think we need to be better than that. We've recruited so heavily. Um, yeah. You can't be happy with going down 16-4. Yeah, there was that a mid tier team. Yeah, Neil, there was that game late in 2019 when we did South didn't score a try. They kicked three penalty goals, and you won like twelve yep. six or fourteen six. Like, yeah, I remember just, it well. Yeah, Corey Harris, Corey Harris, we and I scored a double. You just beat the shit out of us. Like, and yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, I remember you, that well. You'll just, you'll just have those games. Yeah, definitely. And look, there you want to have that, those efforts, but I think we've re- recruited in a way to get the polish. I remember Sydney last year, and we didn't quite have the polish. But you're the boys for it now. Just, you know, at a car, best finisher in the comp, arguably. Um, arguably, when you say arguably, it means you say whatever you fucking want. That's true. <laughs> exactly. He's right. <laughs> he's got you there. Arguably, he's right. <laughs> you can argue. You can argue it. So I want to ask you, Bunga, Josh Cook, right? Yeah. He was. I've met Josh. Good young dude. He was meant to be the next the next guy in waiting at Sounds. Dog sign him, but then they get Reed Money. I'm like, is he going to get a run? He's my guy. If you had a little Smokey who'd come through, if Marshall King doesn't get it right early, I'd reckon we might see a bit of Josh Cook this year. Well, I mean, yeah, you have a history of 
having talented hookers named Cook who you inexplicably don't put in first grade. So that would make perfect sense for you to hide him behind someone. Yeah, I spoke to Damien about that this year. I yeah. said it upsets me. And then he kind of shrugged off. He's like, well, <laughs> he didn't well, want to go. He, didn't he played go. fucking – he was <laughs> fucking sick that last year for the Bulldogs. He was scoring 80-metre tries every week. That's you know, right. Like, Michael, no, you Michael Isha was the man, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My concerns for the Bulldogs are there's a lot of guys who don't like when the game's going against them in that team. And that's yeah. like the guys we mentioned already, but Paul Vaughan's not a great loser. Matt Dufty's a terrible loser. Like he, he doesn't put his body in front of any contact ever. And I, I have some of my worries that when you guys get behind in games, I'm not sure you're going to get out of that. And maybe I'm yeah. wrong, but that's why I don't see. I do see them improving, but they were, they were a five-win gap from the other team last year, like the next 10 yeah, worst was, last was... year. And it's hard to see them gaining for me five or six wins. Yeah, I had some. No- I wrote some notes, gents. Yeah. But like, of all the losses we had, there were some bad ones. Like, ran off a Tony. He's gone to the Roosters. So obviously, seen something in him. He was. I liked forward. him. I liked. Him. I liked him too. I loved Nick Meaney. I still do. Very yeah, handsome he's man. A good boy. Ballin is underwater, so prayers up for Nick Meaney's family up there. Oh, um, nice. But then there's some good losses, like Dylan Napa. Good. Papati. Good. You know what I mean? Ballin wasn't yeah. doing the best thing. Great. Like you know, so. You know, Lachlan Lewis, like there was guys there we were keeping in first grade, which I think with the big rotation, yes, it's a huge turnover, but I think there's positivities when it comes to, you know, this new roster. And there's definitely potential. There's, there's a higher ceiling than we had last year, far higher ceiling. There is. Um, yeah. Just depends the good on how thing about their signings go. too, mate. The good thing I really like, like lots of times when a when a club that's struggling wants to bring in new players, they overcommit to them. They have to talk a guy into coming in. That's the well, last year that happened, Mitch. Kotrick yeah. and guys like that, we paid huge overs for. And I oh, used a talented dude in Kotrick, but yeah. you know we're paying to anyone to get here. Like yeah, what I said, not Moneyball, questionable. Arguably, it's Moneyball, Mitch. Arguably, Moneyball. Um, but yeah, it's like the, the Dufty son. Of, you know, Dufty has got points in him. And it's one of those things. Yeah. You guys obviously haven't committed to him for over a year. But you might think if he makes us more competitive for a season, why not? And then see what happens. And, and it's a confidence thing, thing, right? All of a sudden, we can, you know, like what you said, right? We At the moment, we're bad losers. Um, but, yeah. you know, we start getting points in us and confidence. And then we go, okay, hold on. We can win those tight games. Like Josh Jackson's the guy who hangs in there, but he can't do it on his own. You know, yeah. so if, if you've got anyone that can break a game open, like an other car, you can – like I think last year there's no one who could take an intercept and, and turn it around and score a try, whereas Josh Adekar could dive on this ball and, and away he's gone. Naden can keep up with him. Dufty can do anything on his day if he's with space. So mm. all of a sudden we've got these game breakers, which we just haven't had the last few years. Um, Burton himself can, can tear it apart close to the line. So. Burton's awesome. I love Matt Burton. I mean, he's a sweet good. boy too. He's the, he he'll be this year. He's the best contract in the NRL, pretty much. Like the deal you signed like a year, two years ago, essentially to get him well, there. Well, it didn't. His didn't his stock just rise as a center? Yeah, you know, it just did. we we actually did get him in for unders, which which was great. And I I'm glad he stayed at Panthers because he just was able to develop that running game even more. Um, didn't quite get it done when he played in the six for a couple of times, but yeah. You know, give him time there, and he's good. And mate, he he can be if we treat him right and things go well, he'll be a ten-year player of the dogs. And no, that was good, mate. You said that like a year, a year at Penrith winning, honestly, is better than him being at the Bulldogs last year. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, your your club's been bad enough for a few years now, and it's like where Brisbane was last couple of years. I would have loved some of our young players to not be at our club and come back a year later. Like, just go somewhere else and like enjoy rugby league, and then we'll have you back in a year. You know, like. Burton wouldn't have had, like, the option for him is, like, last year to go into that. That was the worst thing about losing teams the last two years, that when you're stuck in a bubble, 
there ain't no escape from being shit. <laughs> like you're in the bubble, you train, you go to you go to the games, you lose. You'd hate yeah. footy. You'd hate it. You'd yeah, go, you go get me out of this world. Um, this is not Burton, fun. Burton got to win and hang out with the Penderfellas and have a great time. You know the whole time. And yeah, that I think that was that was good for him to stay there. Did he break the no. trophy? Nah, he was sweet. Not Alberto. That not Alberto. <laughs> not Alberto. But I I really like Aaron Shop. I'm a big fan of as well. So oh, I do I think you guys have like I think you have like nine to ten pieces of a of a good thirteen. Yeah. But I really, I really think there's massive holes, as Bungard mentioned, like the seven and the nine. Not a huge fan of Hetherington on the edge, and not a yeah, huge fan I of don't. Ockerball. I don't think I think Ockerball probably like he'll get shuffled at some point. Surely. Well, I think if Braden Burns comes back from his injury and yeah, you know, Alan guys like that, he's the guy who may may miss out. But um, yeah. you know, it's it's there's enough pieces there, like you said. I'm I'm happier. I'm happier than we were last season, yeah. and I think yeah. there's definitely definitely room for, room for growth, but. I mean, depends on how the other teams go, really. Yeah. Um, the, the the best thing for you guys, it was the same with the Tigers earlier, is like you guys signed Reed Marnie for next year already. Yeah. It's like you've had a hooker's issues for like a decade after Ennis pretty much, and it yeah. sucks. Yeah. No, no, when you have a good hooker in the NRL, you don't realize how important it is until you have a bad one. Yeah. It's just, you just don't have to worry about that part of the yeah. world. They, just, they roll forward. They keep the you know, yeah. forwards going. And Marnie's got a kicking game. Great pass out dummy half. You know, we haven't had anyone to be able to tick all those boxes in the last few years. So, yeah, you know, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, we've got to live without him. And I don't want to look ahead, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Right here, right now, you know. But it's, it gives you hope through the through the tough <laughs> year, mate. You're like, I actually don't mind Bailey beyond the Odo as well. Like, I, think I was about to say him. Um, he's he's been one. Apparently, he's been trialing a little bit in the halves too. Not trialing, but yeah. preseason. So I think they seem more out the back than than at nine, but. He's definitely that guy in the game we've got now, the Vlandis era. Is that what you guys call it? What do you call it? PLV ball? What do you call it? PBL Vlander ball. Great. (laughs) But he's a guy that can, again, has the opportunity to break the game open a little bit and and can actually add some spark. And you get Dufty running off him, you know, turning it back out. Could work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, look, of course, before it literally can't be worse than last year. So um, <laughs> that's a that's a positive thing, Matt. I like that. Thanks. Having said that, I have you guys fifteenth. Uh, what about you, Mitch? Come on, <laughs> I have them as a spooners again, mate. Even though I said they're gonna be better, that's it. I well, just, we'll just um, get one more win than last year. No, I reckon. I reckon. Hard, I reckon this year in for one of those years that the Spooden Spoon teams winning like six or seven games. So I think it's out of like three or four teams. I don't think we have the really obvious, really shit team we've had the last couple of years. Maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but people think it's the Dragons. I think the Dragons still have too many competent players for it to be them. I think they'll win more games than people expect. I think Dragons would be right, to be honest. Like, I was thinking that early. Yeah. And then when they came in, you kind of go, hold on, they've signed pretty well. They all love their coach. There's a bit of stability there. Yeah. They Guys they've signed will add a lot. You know, it's not like they've got these old off-cuts. They're, they're actually going to improve that team. I think they found a good balance of young and old. We're not here to talk yeah. about them. Fuck them. I know, I know, but say that's why people think they're the spoon favorites. But like, <laughs> no. they sign, they sign boring, competent players. They're boring signings. They're not going to make them a great team. But I don't think they're going to come last. Like, no. so it's like no, someone's going to come last, and they can win. Region. They got these old heads that can win tough. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas the dogs don't exactly. quite have that old, that old seasoned head. Um, I don't. I had Cowboys coming in pretty low, low end, but I've got yeah. them. They're, they're, oh, we haven't, we haven't done them yet, but they're my wooden spooners. So yeah, yeah. Fuck, we have to agree on something, mate. We agree on a lot of things, Neil. 
we 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 believed in Matt Henry, then he became the greatest test cricketer New Zealand's ever seen. So, <laughs> what a time that was! One of the great days. Um, and Neil, we you talked about a lot of guys already, but who is a guy that's primed for a big year and a young player to keep an eye out for? Uh, it's the obvious. Matt Burton's my man. I just that's, think he will have more impact on this team. Yeah, but it's just I tried. No, to it's it's fair. Him. It's like, fair. You just. He will have more impact on this team than anyone else. Adi Carr, you think, is great, all energy, but he cannot do it from the wing. He can't do it all. Um, but he'll bring all the good things off the field and the winning culture and a great personality and all the things you need. But that will only help guys like a young bloke like Matt Burton. I think, yeah, it's obvious, it's boring, but I just mm. agree that he's he's the guy for this. Um, and a young dude, I think Bailey, beyond her accounts, mm. I quite like him. I think he could somewhere in the season, he might not start, but somewhere he might pop in and bounce out of the dummy half or out the back and, you know, in some kind of half capacity. And I think he might make a bit of an impact as well. He he looked good in the flashes he had last season. So, he did. you know, if that's anything, hopefully um, he carves up and, and has a bit of a go. Yeah. And uh, your grand final prediction. Oh, I like this one. Um, Panthers, Roosters. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I think almost everyone's put the Roosters in it at least. We, we spoke I, to. I think most people have had the Roosters. No, Campo said Raiders parrot, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, for fun. No, he oh, said actually, Raiders Roosters, wasn't it? And he gets smashed by 50. <laughs> maybe, oh, I was going to no. say para, actually. I'll change it late, but I won't change it now. But para for mine, I think, can go at least. We're all, we're last all very four. similar. Yeah, yeah, I picked Ro- Roosters Para as my grand final. And Roosters Roosters Storm was mine with Para as like the next choice. So yeah, my true think like yeah, new in the eight definitely. I think Storm uh, Sharks are definite top eight, and they'd nudge the top four. I reckon. I just think they've got it. They've got the pieces at work, and I don't think they'll go. I think Roosters have they'll find it again this year. Like if they injury free, stay home in Sydney, um, mm-hmm. they'll take some beating. I agree with that. Um, all right, we did it. We've done it. Cool. Neil, if the Bulldogs do end up being good, we'll have you back on before the next year's preview. It's, it's fine. I, I, I just don't. I, I offered. I said to you, do you want to come on and we can do a pod just about what goes into producing a match day on TV? That'll be true. And you said, sounds good. And then you just, and, we do, we just ne- <laughs> and then we just never did it. We can do that this year at some point. It sounds that- like me not replying to you, which is pretty common. And a lot of people well, know, I, I, yeah. I do that a lot. So. Yeah. No, so, we end up. Well, it happened. I ended up in Queensland last year. I yeah, that, with, I mean, yeah, that's what the boys, happened. you know. Um, yeah, so. it's not like you had hours of free time in a hotel room every night. So it's fine. I'm a busy guy, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, all right. Well, then we'll let you get back to work, then, won't we? Thanks, mate. It'd be good to see you in here one day. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe 2023. <laughs> we'll see when the Bulldogs Mitch, are good. Mitch has been a pleasure. Thank you, Neil. Watch Channel Nine's coverage. It is a superior rugby league coverage. Say goodbye, Neil. Why are you lying when you say it that way? <laughs> I would never tell a lie about our employer. Thanks, guys. And, mate, feel free to throw my number out and I'll give them the WhatsApp. So that's <laughs> okay. <fine. laughs> okay, good. <laughs> See you, gents. I love you all. Neil, Neil's playing the numbers game. He's hoping there's, like, one chick in our list of Patreon subscribers that text him. <laughs> <laughs> Might work out. All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. <laughs> <It's> goodbye <laughs> from me.